Good morning everybody and welcome to our service from the Burnham Benefice for this, the 4th of October, the 17th Sunday after Trinity. After a short uh, piece of music, our service will begin. <laughs> of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you, and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us therefore confess our sins in penitence and in faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments, and to live in love and peace with all. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been, help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent 
have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And the collect then for the 17th Sunday after Trinity. Almighty God, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless till they find their rest in you. Pour out your love into our hearts and draw us to yourself, and so bring us at last to your heavenly city, where we shall see you face to face. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from Isaiah, chapter 5, verses 1 to 7. The Song of the Unfruitful Vineyard Let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now, inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I had not done in it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge and it shall be devoured. I shall break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste, it shall not be pruned or hoed, and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I shall also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his pleasant planting. He expected justice, but saw bloodshed, righteousness, but heard a cry. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The next reading is from Philippians chapter 3, verses 5 to 14. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, 
as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as lost because of the surpassing value of knowing Jesus, Christ my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Our Gospel is taken this morning from Matthew chapter 21, beginning at verse 33. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this parable, they realised that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, 
but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I have been waiting for this reading from Isaiah ever since Francis and I visited Bulgaria now over a year ago. We were staying then in the Balkan foothills and our billet was at the top of a hill above the town. So each day we began downhill in the heat and the dust to perhaps catch a bus or to forage for lunch. And on the way we passed small holdings which frequently were walled vineyards. The walls were protected by barbed wire, not watchtowers, but you could see the vines climbing trellises and strings, their grape clusters shining in the hot sun. In corners were primitive water butts and buckets, half drain pipes for irrigation. I saw then and recognised more fully than before that each of these was a labour of love. The terrain, climate and soil needed to be harnessed it needed work and dedication so as to produce good grapes. And it was clear that this was the work of an individual or a family. Later on, we would see men on motorbikes or perhaps in a small car, pulling little trailers filled with grapes, taking them to the collective distillery to be made into their own family wine. Isaiah describes a perfect vineyard on a fertile hill, well dug, cleared of stones and protected. His listeners would have understood as easily as my Bulgarian friends what this meant, and they would have shared in the frustration of the result Isaiah describes of the well-chosen vines being overwhelmed by wild grapes. The parable of the vineyard carries over from Old Testament times into the New, where we recognise the care of the viticulturist, and we share the sense of anger at the injustices meted out by the tenants of the landowner's vineyard to the slaves, and most outrageously of all, to the son. These stories are universal, understood by any culture and any age group. Isaiah, speaking God's words, asks... What more was there to do for my vineyard? In 1968, Bill Anders on Apollo 8 took that photograph, which has ever since captured our imagination. Earth rise, a picture of our own planet, rising with the grey surface of the moon in the foreground. The astronaut's famous picture is said to have changed our view of our planet forever. And it has been credited by some with the launch of the many environmental movements we are familiar with today. This picture shows us the vineyard we have been given in all of its beauty and diversity. I don't know about you, but I've given up watching David Attenborough. Not because I disagree with him, not because I don't like seeing beautifully taken pictures of animals and birds and fish but because it is also sad. 
the retreating ice caps, the breaking icebergs, the polluted oceans, savaged rainforests, the diminishing numbers of species, including, as we heard this week, large numbers of plants. Actually, it's more than sad. It makes me cross. And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge and it shall be devoured. I will break down its wall and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. As tenants of the Lord's vineyard, as stewards of his creation, the church, and especially our new bishop of Norwich, is rightly putting its weight behind increased responsibility to the earth itself. That's the one in the famous picture, the one that is permanently under threat. And we are urged to do everything we can to till it, nurture it, protect it, and do all that we are able to help. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Let us thank God for his goodness to us. Lord, we pray for your church in the world. And as it engages with the world, let it be prophetic and active in speaking against injustice speaking for the poor, the oppressed, and the marginalised. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father of all, we pray for the whole world, and for our presence in it. Let us walk softly and gently among your creation, learning its mysteries and gifts, preserving and protecting all that is fragile. Lord, in your mercy, 
hear our prayer. Lord of all the world, we pray for our nation as we struggle to contain and manage the coronavirus epidemic. As we seek to understand this new disease, help our government and our leaders to make wise decisions and to look after those who are most affected. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, the sick were brought to you for healing. Hear us as we now bring to you in our prayers those who are ill in mind or body or spirit. And in our benefits, we think at this time particularly of Jill Smith recovering from a serious operation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, our refuge and strength in every time of need, as we remember those who have recently lost a loved one or who approach the anniversary of a loss, we pray that you will help and comfort them today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen us by the power of your Spirit, that we may know your love for us more deeply each day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And so we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Just before the blessing, I'd like to give you notice of the service at St Clement's Burnham Overy on Sunday, October the 11th. At 10 o'clock, the service will have two components. One, uh, it is the celebration of Harvest Festival. And in that regard, I would particularly appreciate uh, gifts of tinned goods, uh, sustainable tinned goods, which we are going to put into a parish pantry, which will be made available to the Burnham Market, well, the whole Burnham's really, community support group. Um, so please think about those things which we can keep for a long time, uh, soups and pies and so on. Uh, which we may be able to use uh, in the coming times. In addition to celebrating Harvest Festival, uh, we're also going to spend uh, a little time in the morning at the end of the service dedicating the rather splendid harmonia which has been given to us by Cecilia Evan. And uh, Henrietta will play upon it. And uh, I think that will be a really lovely occasion and will give us an opportunity to give thanks, uh, to give praise and to remember Gareth, who collected these instruments and who has effectively left it to us. Thank you. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. 
and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be among you, be with all those you love and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you.